0: we're all being adults but we're not being responsible about it yep
1: yes we're being unresponsible adults is a better way of putting it <laughs>
2: okay i just wanted to say as we're starting this recording i have a singular favorite character in all of the rental girlfriend especially the manga I'm and assuming? okay who is it no it's that smart ass fish that kazuya owns yes yes <laughs> I yes love yes that freaking fish! what
1: is that what it what kind of fish is that it looks like an axolotl but it's not an axolotl
2: i'm not sure exactly what it is but just the commentary is perfect i I mean it it just kind of gross him yep (laughs) it 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 always just points out how much of an idiot he is and i love it the fish is the only
0: he is the only voice of reason in the entire yes
1: Yes. 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 Yeah, like even uh, Kazuya's, uh a friend, what's his bucket? The the guy's going bald. Oh yeah. Like that hits me. He, to could, the core. he could have been a really solid voice of reason, but he ends up just like ah misreading everything so horribly wrong that just like, dude <laughs> The time is seven thirteen and you're listening to Need for Weeb. Oh
2: yeah.
0: Welcome to the Need for Weeb podcast, where we have a Need for Weeb, an otaku-themed podcast brought to you by the nerdasses over at Camille's Harem, and that would be us, Nate, Scott, and Lars, specifically in that order. Welcome to the Need for Weeb podcast. We're going to talk about one of our new favorite animes slash mangas, mostly the manga. Mostly
2: the manga, for sure.
0: Rental girlfriend or rent a girlfriend or whatever the Japanese
2: is. Thank you. Which I still have to look up that instead of like rental girlfriend in order to find it on the manga side I use.
1: Oh, yeah. You, you know what's crazy? When you like, if you decide, if you try looking it up, like for instance on Google, it bombards you with domestic girlfriend. Like, <laughs> I don't want that hot mess. I do not want that hot mess. <laughs> That dumpster fire can go and burn in another corner for all I care.
0: (laughs) A side note of another hot mess, just just to kind of throw that out there. I was re-reminded of the fact that Scum's Wish is an anime that exists. (laughs) (laughs) And it's an anime that I watched more episodes than I care to admit of. But don't... (laughs) Just thinking about it makes me frustrated. Moving on, let's talk about something that actually makes us happy.
2: (laughs) Well... I know it makes us happy. It just also does a really good job at frustrating us too. Yes. Especially yes. with the current stuff that's going on. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll get
0: to that.
1: Uh, so like... Scott, how, how exactly do you want us to tackle this? Because Run a Girlfriend is quite the beast of a story.
2: <laughs> it really is a beast of a story. I mean, we, we've already covered quite a bit of like like just starting out with it and what our thoughts were, especially as the anime's being released. But I felt like this would be our chance to really go in depth yeah. on like the story, what makes it great as a whole. And just a warning to everybody listening to this. If you're just watching the anime, if you haven't caught up to where the manga release is, and we there, should, there's probably going to be some spoilers. Yeah. Here and, and
0: we're
1: going to of... talk lots of the spoilers. Yes.
0: We're going to talk lots of spoilers.
2: Let's, let's try to keep the spoilers. Closer
0: to the end of the episode, I would say. Well, you know what? Never mind. No, let's not limit ourselves because there's a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're not going to limit ourselves about. to this yeah. one. Let's not limit ourselves. Uh, I will let you guys listening know that I think the most current chapter is 155. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I think the one yes, that dropped 155.
1: today. 155. Yeah, as of recording this, it just came out today. It came yeah. out kind of later today than I expected, but it still came out. Yeah yeah 155 anyway <laughs> okay so i go plunging head on into this uh, to this wonderful mess i am going to say this i am surprised at just how good just how good this is in terms of a harem anime when it is unapologetically terrible in the setups for how the boy meets the girls yeah there's no getting around that every single meeting with the girls like even including mizuhara is just, it, it's so contrived. Yes. Yeah. Super. Contrived. Oh my gosh, it's so contrived. And yet, and yet, despite the fact that it's so contrived, it ends up hitting you in the feels. Yes. And it's just that, like, oh my gosh, you, you you presented me garbage fire, and now you've given me, like, the first fire of man, it, it, and it it's brings like, warmth and goodness to our souls.
2: It's like a, a <laughs> phoenix, like a dirty garbage covered Phoenix in that dumpster (laughs) that like rebirths itself into this glorious like being. And you start out and you're not expecting what you're gonna get. It just looks like a a dirty chicken. But now, (laughs) now what we've got is beautiful.
0: That's this so dirty totally chicken's true. gonna be a phoenix someday and just like you dear <laughs> listeners you're gonna be a beautiful phoenix when you die boot of a butterfly i well that just took a dark i feel here. like so kind of bringing <laughs> it bringing it back i'm gonna kind of equate this to uh um i would say this is kind of the antithesis of what we got with with sword art online by which i mean sword art online had an amazing premise. I mean, some some would argue a great setup, but you get the point. So, a great premise, a good setup, but then the execution was so poorly done. Yes, yes, yes. This one, Rental Girlfriend, has such a, just the most contrived setup.
1: It feels like a middle schooler's dream. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like not even like, like not even high schoolers, not even a weird high schooler would come up with something this bizarre. Like, this is something that I would expect to find written along with "I feel the passion of a million burning suns when I look at you." Is what it feels like.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think part of this. Oh, and I can't remember the name of the author now. The author for Rental Girlfriend kind of it, it's kind of known for like these kind of crazy plots like this. Uh, Miyajima Miyazima Deiji is Yeah, it's his just name. looking it up. Yeah. For example, another manga which I actually really enjoy. It's called AKB forty nine, which also has really stupid, dumb premise getting into it, but it's actually really yeah. good. Um, but you have to get into it. Uh I'm a good You have to get
1: past the first few chapters. Right.
2: Yeah. I'm a good 100, 120 chapters into that one myself, and it's it's yeah. stunning. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. But okay. it's exactly like rental girlfriend where, where the, execution like, is the execution is where done. it gets it. Yeah. it. But the actual premise mm-hmm. is just bonkers. all over the place. Yeah.
1: Well, that, well, let's bonkers. actually, then, well, let's actually then tackle that real faster here. Let's look at the girls that we've got around our main character right here, Kasia and say like why this actually works. Because I, this is one thing I don't think that the anime quite has gotten to that point yet where it can really carry the ridiculous premise. I think a lot of people are watching it because it the is really fire. beautiful. It's It's really beautifully animated. And I think that there are enough holdovers from stuff like Domestic Girlfriend that are like looking for this kind of trash fire fix that <laughs> that, that Rent-A-Girlfriend comes across. And plus Mizuhara is absolutely amazing. And so a lot of people are there simping for her but let's actually have a look at like the relationships are here and why they work because in the manga once you kind of get beyond where we kind of project the anime will end it actually becomes very well grounded and it just it functions so well as a story mm-hmm. so let's start off first with Mizuhara why does this ridiculous premise work because by all means it shouldn't but it does so why do you think it works uh,
0: from the anime side of it it's kind of like you were saying we don't really get far where you well, we won't really get far enough in the anime to really see what Mizuhara's, like, objectives are, her motivations, her goals, and all of that kind of stuff, which is what makes mm-hmm. it so grounded. It's just like you it look at It was only just introduced. Yeah, and it was really only just introduced in, like, the last few chapters. Like, we're mm-hmm. really starting to see who Mizuhara is at, like, a base level. And I think it's just kind of because, like, at the beginning, it's like, Yeah, all of these situations are absolutely ridiculous, but the characters are treating them like real people. You know what I mean? Yes. And And it's like you see all of this play out. But then at the same time, you're still like, you know, if I were in that same position, would I have made the same choices? Maybe, maybe not. Mm -hmm. But I could still see this character like
2: this character definitely is making these choices based off of what they are experiencing right Mizuhada, you definitely get a lot more of her like personality that you can see especially in the anime Mm -hmm. as you go along whether she's acting as a perfect girlfriend or not like you kind of get it in all sorts of different areas as you're building up but it isn't really until you see her background that it just clicks yeah i mean and you need to see that background first before you really get into it but you really don't get it until you're what 140? Yeah, some chapters no, no, in. The,
1: the really emotional crushing comes at about 100, uh, comes 140 chapters in, but you already get lots of good hints True. for it at about 80 to 90 chapters in. Yeah, right? yeah that the was the halfway point, point of the manga.
0: That point yeah, right and, there is the part that got me like full on, like mm-hmm. cathartic sobbing. Like, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things, like. At first, I started reading this, um, you know, for for the pre-anime review, and I really enjoyed just the dumpster fire. It was, but, like, it was still, like, so much fun. It was one of those instances in which you can just feel the personality of the author coming through its work. And Mm -hmm. that's what that's what drew me to it, because you can really tell when an author has their heart in it because they don't rely like, yeah, they might use tropes or they might use different sort of literary devices that are, you know, cliches, but they will use them in a way that just works. And sometimes it's really hard to, like, put your finger on that specific, like, vein. When you do, you can feel you can just, like, feel the emotion, the the passion of the author and that like, you could see that through just because of how the characters interacted.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we definitely get a whole lot more of Mizuhada than we do any of the other heroines, but they're and all villainous. great. They're all great regardless.
0: Yeah. And like, yeah. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. And, yeah.
1: and, and, and I want to, I want to take that to like uh, hop onto like what top until one Ruka, because in the anime it goes so fast that mm-hmm. like, when I was watching it, because I read it, because I obviously read way ahead in the manga by this point, and Ruka is my favorite of the of all the girls, and I was like, man, the anime's not doing her really quite justice, and it was because of the pacing. It's because they're trying to get to a certain point in the manga where right. they can coherently stop it at the stop stop it within a twelve uh, episode uh, sequence, and I think that one of the reasons why, like for instance, like it works between Kazuya and Mizuhara because, as you said, Nate, it's like you can. T- that because of what we've got through their characterization that this is how they would act in this ridiculous situation and so it just clicks like there's nothing like it's an unbelievable situation but it's believable characters with ruka it's actually somewhat different because it's such a bizarre reason to want to date a guy you get my heart running faster than anyone else
2: right and
1: just all like that is not a good premise for going after this guy especially when it's when when it's kazuya yet it works Mm -hmm. because she is dedicated and not just all like, oh, like, you're the first boy. Therefore, I must stick around with you because that's what all that's what all manga and Japanese tropes declare it should be like. No, she goes whole hog. Right. And it is so respectable. And I love
2: it. <laughs> yeah, she's I love her and especially her chemistry with Kazuya. But and I'm really glad because she's one of the few hero well, she's probably the only heroine that we got some background outright. Yeah. As we got to know her character, like that first rush of getting to know her. Yeah. We we got that flashback. We got to understand, okay, this is why she's interested in Kazuya. Mm-hmm. But then we haven't gotten anything since then. Yeah. Really. And so we've been relying on her, like, that chemistry and, like, how well they get along. And I'm like, that's great. But we haven't had, like, a good emotional moment with Ruka. Yeah. To justify like, them, being, one, yeah, them yeah. being together.
0: I think that's what really, like, sets Ruka and Mizuhara and Sumi like apart from each other is just like the way that they interact with Kazuya and the way that Kazuya interacts with them is all like very very different but still the same like it's still the same Kazuya but Kazuya t- treats each of them
2: differently.
1: I'm going to bring up this point from the from later chapters in the manga. Ruka has all of the romance moments that you would expect Kazuya and Mizuhara to have. Yeah. Yeah. Ruka gets the kiss. Ruka gets the sunbathing. Uh, sequence ruka really get like like the best hand-holding scenes are with her yeah yeah and leading up to like the whole kiss sequence like her with the family feels so much more earned because she is putting in all the dedication grandma already is head over heels for mizuhar and so mizuhar just has to show up and just say one right thing and then grandma melts for her mm-hmm. but like before Mizuhar shows up, Ruka is freaking winning it Yeah,
3: she's because killing she is putting her heart and hard. soul
1: into all of these things. And it's one of those things where it's like it's so weird because, once again, you would expect – and this is one of the things that really keeps me going with the story is that it it flips stuff around. It's taking the girl that you wouldn't think would have the romantic moments and it's giving them to her. Mm-hmm. You would not expect Ruka of all – because she's the most brash. She's the most forward. She breaks all of the – she breaks all conventional rules and she's rewarded for it
2: yeah Yeah. i I mean she's rewarded for it but i think it's kind of a karmic thing because she's also the one that gets kind of the short end of the stick Mm -hmm. a good number of the time she's the one that's dumped on especially in the family family situation where oh she's just a pathological liar she just comes up with this (laughs) stuff yeah and i'm like (laughs) that is that's a horrible thing to do to somebody i feel so bad for ruka right now and i think that's Oh, Part of so, why I like yeah. Ruka so much is she just keeps trucking even yeah. though she's not giving support. Can we any just, of it.
0: before we move on to Sumi, can we just talk about how much of a gosh darn idiot Kazuya is? Yes, he's like yes. one of the most frustrating protagonists ever, and that's honestly kind of why I like him because mm-hmm. like he's so dumb and like it's so frustrating that he could say these like that, like say that Ruka is a liar just like a pathological liar right and like he says a bold face <laughs> yeah he says a bold face
2: <laughs> and like ugh, but the thing so is it, it's such a breath of fresh air because yeah. you see a, like any other harem anime and you've got this dull freaking character yeah who's no like completely yeah no personality and he's completely naive that anybody actually likes him yeah and so it's just out there in the front, Kazuya sees it. He knows what's going on. He's fully aware of the situation. He's one of the few that actually understands what's going on with the situation and it's his own fault, his own awkwardness that like causes those problems. It isn't him being a dull character and not having anything to say or like anything to do. It's him actively being involved with Mm -hmm. what's going on. Yeah, and one of the things I
0: love about him is that as the story progresses and as he kind of realizes that he's starting to actually like have genuine feelings for Mizuhara outside of just being like, oh, you know, she's, she's my safety net for, you know, grandma or whatever, you know, like once he starts to realize like, yeah, no, I actually genuinely love Mizuhara, you know, like it, it comes to a point where like he can't be honest with himself as someone who has been in that situation multiple times with multiple different girls I've had crushes on, like it just Hits me like, yes, he's an idiot, but so was I when I was in that same situation. Like, it's just (laughs) like. All of the things you, like, think about, it's like, wow, you're such an idiot. And then you think about it, and you're like, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah, so am I. (laughs) You know, and that's what I
1: like. And especially when more people are added into the equation. the Like, it's already already uncomfortable enough just between you and one other person. But the moment that you add in more people and their feelings, just the more chances there are for misunderstandings and for things to just go insane. And Rent-A-Girlfriend absolutely captures that.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on to Sumi.
0: What... (laughs) What is th- I she's precious, I love her, I wanna protect her forever, but who is she? <laughs> we know nothing about We know her. nothing
2: well, yeah, I think she's her and mommy actually are probably the characters we know the least about. Even even some of the side characters we know like Yaemori, right? yeah, we know more about oh, than I love her. than Mommy or <sighs> Sumi for that and matter. Mori. And Sumi we get like a little bit and bits and pieces I, here and there she's I got feel, a good relationship with her father and all that kind of stuff and but, she's yeah. friends
1: with Mizuhara yeah I, I'm gonna say this I think that it's purpose I think it's purposely that way just because like because we do get a lot of background to other characters and Sumi Sumi is an important character but I think the thing is this that Sumi in many ways is kind of a guardian angel to both Kazuya mm. and to Mizuhara. She's Though the... Mizuhara doesn't realize it. Mizuhara does not realize just how much Sumi has a positive influence in her life because yeah. of how much Kazuya is part of her life. And Sumi is absolutely looking out for Kazuya and trying to help him become his best self. I... And so in a, and so in almost in a way, like why we want more uh more about Sumi and who she is. Her role is not so much as one of the main, uh, even though she is technically a love interest, she's not one of the central love interests because her relationship with Kazuya is so very different from the others.
2: Right. And we really haven't had any reason to need like any of her like emotional grounding or background or, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. We haven't actually needed it. it would have been nice. I still want to know more about Sumi just because she's a precious jelly bean. She's so precious. But. Do we actually need it? Not so much. Sumi is like <laughs> the
0: opposite side of the perfect wing, m- not wingman, wing woman. As uh, <laughs> still
1: wingman. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Mori? Yeah. How do you say it? Oh my yai-mori. gosh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Was that pretty close? Pretty close. close? Pretty close. <laughs> but yeah. So it's like those two characters are like opposite sides of the wingman. Spectrum, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I love both of them so much. I love them. I just uh, I would gobble them up. I, I, I'm just I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say this.
1: Like if I were like if I not if I were Kazuya, but let's say I were stuck like in Kazuya's position, like back like take me back to college and everything like that. If I found out that Yaimori was my was my uh, next door neighbor, I'd be all like Mizuhara, we are finished. And be like going on over here because I mean that was the kind of girl that I chased in college. I
0: don't know, Mizu Mizuhara is definitely the kind of girl that I chase, definitely, which is why like she's still my favorite. I love Ruka, I love Sumi, but Mizuhara is still my favorite just because I feel like she has so much depth although with that being said i am so frustrated with her right now mm-hmm. don't even get me started
2: all right so yeah. let's move on to the last one and keep it constructive we're not right. just gonna rail Terrence on this woman, even though she definitely is a villainous so mommy
1: i know girls like mommy uh-huh. in in real life i think we all do i've known i've known a fair few and oh my gosh he na- the author nails what it is like to deal with this kind of a conniving Two-faced. personality. Mm-hmm. He, like, it's. And the thing is, this is that it's very easy to boil it down like in the moment and just talk about how rude and how disgusting and terrible of a person mommy is. But one of the things is this is that it's always more complicated than you think, which right. the manga does a fantastic job of teasing out scenes where it's hinted at what mommy might actually be feeling, but it's so hard to tell. We can't tell if she's jealous of other girls getting Kazuya because Kazuya was kind of her plaything, or is it that she's angry that Kazuya looks happy when he should be heartbroken because she was the best that he would ever get? Or is it something else that's going on? Does she actually have feelings for him and she's just such a terrible person that she has no way of of forming right now a healthy relationship with another person? I'm it gonna could say be all three. one of those three things, or it could be something else. We just don't know. And that's what's so beautiful is that when you are on the receiving end of that kind of abuse, you honestly don't know.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I feel like in the anime, at least, they've Really tried to get that some, at least some of that mm-hmm. stuff across, especially when she's like gets in a really bad mood and starts texting her friends, just like getting so upset about like what's going on with Kazuya. She's the one I feel like we need some background of most. I mean, we're learning a lot about Mizuhata, but Mommy, if she's still gonna be a player, a player in this, we need to know more about her. Mm-hmm. I want to know why she decided to get together with Kazuya in the first place. Yeah. It, that that kind of confused me altogether. Yeah.
1: Really? Because I, I actually thought that that was a simple enough of a thing. And because of her, and this is going back very early on in the story, both in the anime and the manga, but she talks about how it's just like, it's your college years. Like you're supposed to experiment with stuff. You're supposed to experience stuff. And Kazuya is a boy who is is tripping over himself to, to, to make an impression. In a way, it's kind of cute, and there are girls who appreciate that kind of cuteness. And I think for her, this was just a fun fling. Mm, and yeah. and realizing that for him, it was more than just a fling, yeah. that's something that was probably off-putting to her. And yeah, we definitely need more of her background and more of her perspective to, to put things fully into context. But it seems to me like she was a girl who was expecting just to thrive and in the in and enjoy her freshman and sophomore years of college, the party years before you hunker down and like really do what you're supposed to do. And I think one of the reasons why she's so angry is because she's gotten caught up in the drama and it's no longer fun.
2: Yeah, right. And And it's no longer about her anymore at that point. She's not the center of focus. She's just kind of a selfish character that way. And I think when it comes to stuff like a
0: fling, like I've seen this happen not only to myself, but to other people I know who have just kind of like, oh, you know, it was just kind of a fun thing. But then it's like, as time progresses, they think back on that fling fondly. Or they might not, but still, regardless, like, you see them, like, still, a, like, hold on to those feelings that they had during the moment. And the, then those feelings, like, when you see somebody who you just had a fling with, uh, like, start to date other people, like, that can sometimes hurt. You know, you're like, oh, how can, how can they move on that I can't even though, like, I was, the you know, the one at fault. And so it's just, like, I feel like Mommy is actually a very well-written character despite the fact that she is horrible worst. Uh, yeah she's literally (laughs) the worst and that's why because it's like if you're put in her shoes like yeah this is not the way to go about it but like you can still kind of understand her feelings even if you can't understand her actions or her motives
1: (sighs) mommy i'm gonna say this we honestly need her back in the manga here real soon i so spoiler territory when we get to the lake i was expecting like a mini arc at the funeral yeah i was expecting a funeral arc uh, where where we would get drama happening at the funeral where we would get to see because it's such an important moment especially for mizuhara and all the people who are connected with her that we would get to see them all go and that mommy would show up at that moment it would have been the perfect moment to expose all the lies and see how the characters react
3: Yeah, yeah. and see
1: jet and see if all, because the manga has, has introduced so many fantastic arcs with the characters trying to, trying to make progress on their different fronts. And we've gotten to see quite a bit of growth or at least potential growth. We need a catalyst for something that will now put them to the test and see just how well they've actually grown. And that's one of the reasons why everything that's right now happening makes Mizuhara such a frustrating character is because Mm -hmm. this is the catalyst moment. And at least for her and Kazuya, and Kazuya is trying to move is trying to move on and she has just taken multiple steps backwards.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. It's been it's been one step forward, two steps back with Mizuhara lately. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so frustrated like you said cuz it's like in the uh, indie film arc like there was so much progress made with Mizuhara and uh, Kazuya like learning to be honest with each other cuz Mizuhara definitely is not honest with herself mm-hmm. and she's not honest mm-hmm. with the people around her and that's one of the things that she needs to learn throughout the course of this story. And I feel like this, like you said, this catalyst moment is the moment in which she realizes that she needs to start being honest with those around her, with herself. And it's frustrating because I understand her. Like, I understand that she doesn't want to burden others. Like, I I totally get it. And that's what's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, I understand your position. I understand why you don't want to do it, but you need to do it. It's great writing because it makes sense but at the same time it's oh i just wanted to i, I just i just want them to <laughs> f- figure it out figure it out <laughs> <laughs> i want them to figure it out <laughs> i feel like i don't know and this is this, this is a bit of a tangent but i feel like lately there's been just some very strange choices with the direction of the manga And maybe this is because we're starting to read it chapter by chapter instead of just in a huge, like, binge like I did before. But it's like we keep getting these side stories or, like, we keep getting these things that don't seem to, like, add up. Like you said with the whole funeral, like how it was just one chapter long and there wasn't really a lot of ground. Such a disappointment. Yeah, that should have been a a powerful, powerful moment. And maybe... Maybe what's going to happen is that that funeral scene is going to come up in like a flashback earlier when Mizuhara finally learns to, you know, tell Kazuya how she really feels. We don't yet have
1: Mizuhara's POV on this, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But it's like that as well as like this whole beach side plot that's happening right now in the chapters. I'm like, why is this happening? Is it just here to pad out the story or is something meaningful actually coming? And I feel like we keep getting moments like this where it's like, is the author just trying to drag out the story so that they can have more chapters and more views? Or is this actually going to be something substantial in the end? And honestly, only time is going to tell at this point, but it's gotten me really frustrated because I can't, like... not That's not... Uh, <laughs> like, we... It's hard to keep up with this. Yeah, it's hard to keep up with it, but it's like, I want to know what's coming, but at the same time, I don't. And, like, I'm okay not knowing what's coming, but... Since I don't know, we at least need some tasters, some foreshadowing mm-hmm. in there. And I we're just not getting very much foreshadowing as to what is to come. Right. And because of that, it makes it very hard to keep up with it.
2: Right. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, well
0: and while we love Sumi
1: as a character, I'm going to say this. I think that part of that frustration comes because we are dealing with Sumi. And as we've already brought up, or especially as you guys have brought up, we don't know that much about her personally. And so it's difficult to tell what she's going to do next. If this were Ruka and Ruka tra- dealing with Kazuya or Yae dealing with Kazuya, we would have an idea of what to expect. Yeah. But we yeah. don't with Sumi. And yeah. that's what's frustrating. <laughs> Which I think
2: will be a good thing for like understanding Sumi's character yeah. a bit more. I think that's going to be great, but it, is it really all that tied together with like exactly. the that drama that's currently happening
1: Your... yeah. here's Yeah. Okay. Theory. Theory time. Theory okay. Time let's right hear it. here. So at the at the wake at the wake, what like Mizuhara had, Mizuhara's. Absolutely acting in that moment. We know that she's being crushed deep down inside. And like grandma shows up, and grandma's just like, well, that's a strong one. And she's like, Hazia, as, you, as you're as the boyfriend, you're the only one who can really reach her. Or because that's the whole idea that only someone close to another person's heart can possibly understand what another person is going through in that moment. And as much as grandma loves Mizuhara, the fact of matter is that grandma herself even admits in like in the last episode that just aired and even throughout the manga she really doesn't know the 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 girl that she wants to have as her as her uh granddaughter-in-law and so and so it's like that we like we see this facade there is one panel where the facade breaks momentarily and it's when kazuya turns and walks away from mizuhara and it is because and it's because She pushed him away. And in that moment, I actually do not fault Kazuya one single bit. I don't either. That's what makes me so frustrated. He spent the entire previous arc being the one. To push things forward, Mizuhara would not have had the closure that she got if it wasn't for Kazuya. Every single chapter, trying to push her to do the right thing, and he is rewarded with a with a proverbial slap to the face.
3: Yeah, like
1: not like not even as a friend. Okay, like we can get because their whole relationship is a fake. But not even as a friend or as a coworker can Mizuhara even actually give him just a little bit of consideration to how he's trying to help her out. She has pushed him so far away that he has no reason to go back to her, even though he wants to, he has no reason. So he turns away. And the moment that she sees that it begins clicking. And I think that what we're going to see is we're going to see Mizuhara really shatter, at least this is actually what I would want to see happen. Yeah. I want to see her shatter yes. under the weight of it all because she did this to herself. She isolated herself. She hurt herself. She knows that Kazuya would be there for her and she purposely shoved him away. It's time for her to eat some humility pie.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Preach it, Lars. Preach it. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I don't gosh. know. Where do you guys see the story going from here on? Honestly, I feel like we're coming up to the
0: end. Really? I think.
1: <sighs> no, it's going to get milked. No. It's going to get milked. <sighs> That's what I was afraid of.
2: <laughs> because me,
1: because, so I'll, I'll, let me tell, let me tell you what I expect. Let me tell you what I expect before we can even begin to say that we're near the end game. Okay. Mommy ha- mommy needs to show up one more time. At the very yeah. least, I suspect two more times. She's going to have, she's going to have one more moment where I think she's going to throw a real wrench into the plans. Uh, mommy has had an mommy's had a significant experience with all of the girlfriends so far, except for Sumi. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I say that we're going to get two because she needs to have an interaction with Sumi. Uh huh. And then we need to have one last final confrontation between her and Kazuya, where we can finally see just how far Kazuya has gone as a character and yeah. where we can see how mommy has developed um, as a character apart from all of this. That's why I, I think that we're going to get two more mommy showdowns.
2: I'm still fully expecting to have at least during one of those showdowns, if not both um, mommy's just going to explode. I mean, she just seems like one of those characters that just internalizes everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm fully expecting that to be, be a full on ticking time, time bomb for the story, which is, I mean, I want to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of this actually comes down to the, the question you posed earlier, It comes down to where we think the actual end is. Because, like, is the ending going to be Kazuya and Mizuhara finally being like, yeah, no, we like each other. Or is the ending going to be them getting together? Is the ending going to be them kissing? Is the ending going to be them dating? You know what I mean? It's like, what actually is the end goal here? Mm -hmm. I think or we could
1: have a
2: bittersweet ending with that as well. It's true.
1: Here's 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 what I think I do not because once again, this is this might be a little bit of foreshadowing coming from grandma, but grandma says that she's that she's going to die n- soon enough. Oh, yeah, And it's kind of it. And it's kind of an admission that like the reason for all of this for this premise to exist is coming to an end. And so because of that, we do have a certain time frame. the culmination of everything will happen around the time uh, either just before or right at the death of grandma. Yeah. Which coming back to the idea of a taking time bomb, we have multiple taking time bombs yeah. uh, going right here. And so that is kind of our end goal. When will that happen? We don't know, but that's yeah. kind of, but that that's, that's the goalpost right there because the, their, their relationship has to be realized or has to completely fall apart by that point. Yeah. So we don't have a time we don't have a time frame, but we have an end goal. Other things that I do expect I expect that we're going to get uh I, because obviously this is gonna stretch on out, we're gonna see more of Ruka make a move mm-hmm. and It all comes down to how this particular arc right now plays out. Like if Mizuhara goes through, I say she should go through and goes to like a a real humility pie moment where she's got to eat that humility pie and and grit uh, grit her teeth and bear with it. Depending on how she deals with that kind of a moment, if that is what's given to her, we could either then see Ruka emerge to become, for a while, Kazuya's actual girlfriend, not just the trial girlfriend – but the real girlfriend, which could finally help Kazuya really make the progress that he needs to make things out, make things work with Mizuhara, or we're going to at this point see the decline of Ruka and Kazuya's relationship. I feel like this is supposed to kind of be that the zenith moment, yeah. uh, right here, uh, where we I, like uh, this is a defining moment. It is is either the zenith or where it starts going down or this is where things can, can rock it off.
2: Um, I feel like it's I, definitely going to rock it off from here. Just kind of the pace of the story yeah. and like, All the stuff going on with it, I wouldn't expect it to start going downhill from the point it's currently at. That's for sure. I could see it
0: definitely dipping down, but then, yeah. And that's kind of what I mean by when I said, like, I think we're getting closer to the end. Is not because, like, I think, you know, oh, it's going to wrap up in the next 10 chapters or anything. But I think, like, this is the point in which things are going to start really happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then at that point, it's just, okay, what is what is actually going to be the final mark of it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, and I honestly, I'm at the point, like I'm only now getting like legitimately frustrated with how frustrated I am. And that sounds very like (laughs) vague, but like, Because, like, I love to be frustrated, you know, when I'm reading a story. Because it's like, oh, it's getting me emotional. It's getting me invested into the story when I get frustrated by these characters. But at this point, I'm starting to get so frustrated to the point where it's not fun anymore. It's now... Exhausting. It's exhausting. It's like, oh, my gosh, just do something already. Like, I'm so tired of it. Like, yeah, I love to, like, being, you know... I love the will-they-won't-they kind of stuff. But, like, something needs to start happening. Otherwise... I as much as I love this it's still probably in like top 10 favorite mangas of all time something needs to start happening or I'm not going to be able to keep reading it I'll have to oh, wait could... until you know a big <laughs> block of chapters come out then I can start reading it again but like
3: yeah.
1: as
0: it is now things need to happen mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to com- I'm going to compare this to another manga that's re- that's currently ongoing definitely not it's def this one's definitely not a- as far in as uh, Rent a Girlfriend but by spring by Spring is another hot mess with a ridiculous premise that it somehow pulls off. And one of the reasons why By Spring I think pulls off what it does better and faster than than Rent a Girlfriend is that it leaves you with proper cliffhangers. Rent a Girlfriend's mm-hmm. chapters kind of ends randomly sometimes like especially like this week's this week's chapter had an absolutely random ending the week before that had a random ending the week before that even had somewhat of a random ending the a problem is is that each chapter whether it be within a manga a comic or a book must tell a complete story yeah that is what that is like one of the very first rules i like that's one of the very earliest episodes for instance of something like writing excuses where they said every chapter must tell its own story that helps move the overall story along rent a girlfriend can't
3: do
1: that yeah or i should say it can but they normally don't yeah and that's one of the reasons why when you binge read it it just flows so well mm-hmm. but when you read it from week to week it doesn't flow well whereas another hot, hot garbage mess like by like by spring it just hits you with so much going on in just a few pages but it works because it tells a full complete story yeah right there
0: It's I if you look at the actual like chapter uh, titles for rental girlfriend, a lot of them are like, you know, the girlfriend and her trauma part one, part two, part three. And in that sense, like, those three chapters makes a coherent story, but like, the part ones, the part twos, and the part threes don't, and that's what makes it so hard to read it week from week, is because we're getting half of a chapter, not a full chapter, but half of one. And it, it's difficult, which is why, like, I kind of wish this was a monthly manga rather than a weekly one, because then, that way, we could actually get full, complete stories.
1: Right. You know, every time. Or even a bi-weekly. If it was or, bi-weekly, it could do it better. Yeah.
2: Well, and I feel like that author specific, like, especially from other works I've read, plus this one, really puts a lot of emphasis into, like, the arc structure. And I feel like with where we are now, we're kind of, we're we're between arcs. And I think that's the problem. We, we haven't started another arc necessarily, and it's kind of confusing where it's going yeah. because we haven't gotten into that arc. It feels arc. like filler. Yeah, it feels like filler, and... It it feels like it's we're being set up for yeah. an arc, but it hasn't happened yet. We it hasn't made started to make it's sense. Like, it's like having because it's like
0: yeah, we're we're in between arcs, but there's also like a larger overarching arc that's mm-hmm. happening right now, and like they're putting filler in the middle of an arc, like a bigger arc, but the smaller arcs are. Uh, <laughs> yes, I love this manga. Don't get us wrong, we love it.
1: It's it's confusing because of just the way that the arcs are structured. Yeah. I think I, I actually do have a lot of faith in that this whole side quest with Sumi is actually going to lead to something like really touching because every Sumi arc yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. It's so good.
0: Yeah. And this and this um, anime or not an, well, yeah, the anime too, but this manga has consistently consistently surprised me time and time again. It has gotten me emotional like, just out of the blue, like, I would not have expected this to be as emotional as it was. The The grandpa dying, yeah, definitely had an idea that that was going to be emotional, but holy shit, did it hit me like a ton mm. of bricks. And as somebody who recently just lost both of their grandpas, like, that that was just, like, the catharsis I needed to help me move on. And it's like, those kind of moments just keep happening. And so, yeah, I think that this is going to be something truly... Like I have, like you said, have faith that it's going to be good in the end. But like it's hard when you're reading it week from week because you're not getting the you're not getting the foreshadowing that puts it into like a little enough perspective to be able to see the end goal. And that's what's really hard.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is kind of grabbing the wheel and just going off on a off another tangent. But one thing I want to say, because we've definitely been praising the manga. And like, kind of been riffing a little bit on the anime right here. I will definitely say this for the anime: the anime does a fantastic job of bringing the characters to life.
3: Yeah, like it the does.
1: pacing is a little bit faster than than I think it that than I think it would need to be. Like, if this could be a story that was done, like let's say five six years ago, back when it was more okay to do a full twenty four episode set. Yeah, rather than like twelve episodes, I think that Rent a Girlfriend would have a much more solid pacing. But oh my gosh, I love. Like I, I, love how they're able to just bring Kazuya's awkwardness to life. Uh, the they definitely capture like Mizuhara's like sense of fashion and identity, and I love just how uh, animated Ruka is, down to like her her uh, her little uh, bow on top doing things
3: <laughs> like it's got a very Pokemon vibe to it. <laughs>
1: it's so it's so lively. Yeah, And I think that's one thing that really that the anime really has going for it. Like, even if you are not necessarily sold on the story, it's just so much fun to watch because it has such great personality. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I my biggest mark against it. Uh, and I think who was it who brought this to my attention? It was a YouTuber. I want to say it was replay value was the YouTuber who brought this to my attention, and unfortunately, once you once you hear it, you can't unhear it. I'm sorry, Scott, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Lars, because you're never going to be able to unhear it. But the soundtrack hear it. the soundtrack is so weird. It it is. It it's so whiplash. Is.
1: It does not fit.
0: No, it does not. It's it's a great soundtrack. Like it would be great for a video game, but not for this anime. And it, it, it just good bothers for me. Anime. Yeah. Well, maybe. It's very chip y very video gamey, and so like it would. It's fun music. Like I like the music in it, but like so much of the music is so tone deaf to the actual things that are happening on the screen, and it's a little bit jarring.
1: That that electric guitar that comes in every now and then. I'm just like, what the? <laughs> where yeah.
0: does that it's come like, from? <laughs> oh, we're having this super precious moment where Mizuhara is, you know, saying, "Oh, I'm gonna help you." Time for a guitar riff. I was like, okay, I guess I can, I guess the moment's gone now. <laughs> yep. You know, maybe uh, here's the thing.
1: May like theory, uh, theory is probably uh, it's probably a crap theory right here, but maybe the choice in music is to help just emphasize once again that this isn't necessarily your typical romance where it's like, okay, everything's not only now going to get soft because we're setting the mood. No, these characters are going to find some kind of way to bungle it up. And so the music (laughs) is going to have you on edge, because it's going to go south fast.
0: (laughs) They're going to make a mistake. I like that reason a lot. So that's, that's my headcanon for it. I do know that the composer who wrote the soundtrack does video game music, and so I think that's just kind of where his mind space is, is just, oh, this is what... Music sounds like to me, you know, which is fine. Like I said, I like the music, but like it just doesn't fit the moments half of the time. Half the time, it's great. Like it's like, wow, that was mm-hmm. actually a perfect choice for that moment. The other half, I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: I, I, to- I totally get that. Yeah. And not, I didn't know that the composer did uh, the video game music. So that, that does make sense in yeah. terms of like how it's structured.
0: Like I understand that. It's, it's a very useful thing to have other like outside influences comment on how pretty these girls are to really sell you on just how pretty they are. But why do they mm-hmm. do it every single chapter? It feels like it's like every single chapter, there's somebody who's just walking by. It's like, wow, look how pretty that girl is.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it's like
0: Scott, can, Scott, can you comment?
2: Not really. It's like, why Not really? Why? You, yeah. you, ne- you
1: never saw You never saw that in Japan where, no. where, where a girl just turns all the guys' heads.
2: Not really, no. They're, you, People are usually pretty, like, reserved about that kind of stuff. And so, and maybe, I mean, I guess I was never in the right place for that. Then again, I was always in the countryside when I was in mm. Japan. Not really in the cities.
1: Maybe, maybe then that's part of it. Maybe then it's just to emphasize, once again, just how otherworldly these girls are in terms of beauty maybe yeah. that's the case but like after a while like okay we've got the point yeah we get
0: the point um and that's I, that's like, kind of how... how i feel it is at this point it's like yeah <laughs> i understand you're trying to tell us how pretty these girls are but we get it we've been in yeah, we we've been it. in this 155 chapters we get how pretty these girls are i
1: will say this though i mean this is granted this is germany and austria and not and not and not japan it, here in america it's just it's very different here in america If you see it, like if you're going to be outspoken about someone looking handsome or beautiful, like there's certain calls or there's certain things that you do, like a variety of them, like it's just cultural. We recognize it in Germany and Austria, where once again, people have a certain sense of being reserved. If someone is really good looking, they won't say anything but you will watch as everyone's heads starts turning even like if it's a if it's a girl even the girl's heads will start turning if it's a guy even the guy's heads will turn and it turn and like that's how you know that like someone is just like has that presence has that has that sense of beauty and it's funny seeing that i will say this like it is funny seeing that but i do agree with you it's been so overdone That, like, even in this most recent chapter where a guy's with his girlfriend's like, well, it's a hot chick, and his girlfriend's like, excuse me? You know, like... Yeah, exactly. Like, Like, what? This was funny back in chapter 20. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts before we strap up? What? Strap on. Bite the pillow. I'm going in wrong.
1: Oh, my
3: gosh, why?
0: Okay.
1: I... So, here's what... uh, I think this is what I would say at the very... (laughs) here's what i'm going to say at the very end of uh of this long talk about uh uh, rent a girlfriend when it this story i did not expect anything great from it when i first started reading it that we like in our like in our in our document of, of all of the manga and everything that we would read to get ready for the season. Like I even wrote, there's all like, I hate that you have made me read this because I can't stop reading it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and like it's, and what, and like, I meant that as I hate, like, I love hate reading this. Yeah. <laughs> or I hate this. however you want to put it. And I just, it was a dumpster fire. I wanted to see where it was going to go. So that way I could feel vindicated in my frustration and hatred for it. And then when it started delivering, really well thought out moments of really great character progression, character connection. And just, it also took me back once again to being in college and having those meet cute moments or there's misunderstandings with someone that I liked. And, and it was cathartic. It felt like, it felt like this is a way for me to kind of go back in time and not punish myself uh, for this. It's a, it's a fictional story it's doing its own thing, but it's it's beautiful on many different levels once you get into it. I think it's one of those few stories that truly rewards you for your patience with it.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and there's yeah. not many stories that I can say it for, it, where they either do have that payoff and you love them from the get-go, or maybe they grow on you, but they're not necessarily all that great. Rent-A-Girlfriend really pays off.
0: Yeah. I mean, I pretty much would echo the same sentiment there. Like, I had, I I kind of had the suspicion that I was going to enjoy reading it, not necessarily like seriously, if that makes, like, I was expecting to love it ironically, but now I love it unironically mm-hmm. because just as it progresses, you know, it just becomes so genuine. But yeah, pretty much everything you said it, it is echoed here.
2: Yeah. I kind of felt when I was like reading through all of the different ones, kind of looking for the ones that would specifically be the more like popular shows coming out in the season. I felt like this one would definitely fit in there along with like God of High School and
0: I'm surprised that this one is being talked about more than God of High School. Or decadence. Well God
2: of High Nobody talking talking about decadence? Yeah. Nobody's talking
0: about decadence.
2: Okay, we're gonna have our own episode. About that one too. So just just wait for us, but we're probably gonna wait until the end of the season for that one. Yes, yeah. I punched the it table really
0: a,
1: hard. <laughs> it is it is so uh, is so uh, okay. You know what? You, you know what? I'm just gonna throw this on in here. I did so I did like my mid season review of decadence on YouTube. And granted, it doesn't have a whole lot of views in comparison to our other videos and everything. But like, I got a guy out of Portugal just being all like. This was awesome. And it's like, yes. And this anime is awesome. Like, thank you. Someone gets it. <laughs> right.
2: Right. It definitely, I mean, we'd advise anybody to go enjoy Decadence. Yeah. Um, no matter what your like anime preferences are. It's so great. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for listening to our episode today. This is the Need for We podcast. Uh, where can they find us?
0: On all the places. We're everywhere. <laughs>
2: the end no just
0: kidding find us on reddit under the handle camille's harem speaking of which if you are writers uh or you just like the shenanigans that happen here join us on our other podcast camille's harem you can find it on uh wow you can find it on google podcasts uh, <laughs> apple podcasts and spotify and on that one we give out writing advice as well as Read terribly written fanfics, and so if you like shenanigans, that is the shenanigan headquarters of Camille's harem. Right. Also, check out our YouTube. We got all
2: sorts of fun stuff
0: on there. A if, lot of you- if you
2: particularly love listening to Lars rant on this podcast, you'll get a lot of that on the YouTube channel. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah,
1: and and I'm <laughs> not and I'm not do- and I'm not done with Rent a Girlfriend. It'll definitely come up again on YouTube. I'm oh sure. Yes.
0: So, oh yes. And without further ado, uh, sayonara,
2: okasan oyasmi oyasmi juice well okay let's do all it. right Nate wreck my bits for a second
0: welcome to wreck bits where we're going to wreck your bits Scott hope you're ready strap down bite the pill nope, i'm nope, going in not
2: No. no 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 Nope. I... <laughs> nope, you're getting too aggressive there. Gotta gotta run away. Gotta pull out.
0: Face down cheeks up. Nope, Let's do nope, this.
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> and I'm in an Ew. i and I'm and I'm Elsewhere. I can't come to Scott's
0: aid. So Scott, you're all on your own for this one. I don't think the word come <laughs> was the right one to use there.
2: <laughs> this this is why we marked the episodes as explicit.
0: It's entirely my fault. <laughs> Welcome to Rec Bits, where we're gonna recommend an anime for a bit.
2: Uh, the
1: <laughs> that was no, something I totally <laughs> carried away don't with. Don't mind that. Oh, me. Sure.
0: <laughs> Lars is just over here voy- uh, voyeuring, just enjoying himself. He grabs a box of, pop- box of popcorn? A bag of popcorn to just enjoy <laughs> while watching the shit show unfurl. Ew. Uh, so today for rec bits I have wow okay my brain is in not in the right places at right now. If you oh, enjoy really? If you <laughs> If you enjoy Rental Girlfriend, I would I would guide you towards if you're looking for something that kind of has a similar garbage fire vibe to it that actually ends up being fairly fairly competent, uh, I would recommend Nisekoi.
2: What who's the author's name? Uh, komi
0: Thank you. What what Scott said. <laughs> I feel like Nisekoi. What sets it apart is just like the characters. Kind of like in uh, Rent a Girlfriend, the characters work out so well. They're definitely not as as lovable as Rental Girlfriend's main cast of girls, but as far as like a harem with just like fun girls, this one's got it. It's like I said, also a dumpster fire. So if that's right down your alley, I'd recommend it. The basic premise is these two, there's these two like rival Yakuza gangs that, wait, how, I'm trying to remember. It's been so long since I watched
2: it. I just remember it's like, wow, this is so dumb and I love it.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Uh So there's two Yakuza gangs. Yeah. Did I say uh, Yakuza? You did say <laughs> Yakuza that have very different kind of feeling to him. one's a very classic like yeah. japanese yakuza the other ones definitely feel more like modern. uh well modern and like foreign influence mm-hmm. uh american italian kind of feel to it more mobster feeling. yeah and they're they're kind of fighting over the same area in the city yeah
0: and basically one day the 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 two like future heads of these yakuza groups end up kind of being forced into an arranged relationship and basically they kind of have to play up the the fact that they're boyfriend girlfriend just to kind of keep these two gangster groups from killing each other essentially but like it's just as ridiculous uh if not more so than rental girlfriend with lovable characters and it just it's just fun to watch it's i would recommend it yeah it's ridiculous it's stupid, but that's what makes it so fun.
2: Right. And I, I actually, even though I've never like sat down and watched through all of Nisa Koi, I love the premise and the setup of it. And mm. I love the author for it. Yeah. The author done a lot of other, I mean, admittedly smaller stuff, Nisa Koi is kind of where they got their break. Yeah. But a lot of their other small stuff is beautifully done little yeah. stories that, that are great as the author was kind of like fill out, making all sorts of one shots and whatnot. All of those are wonderful. So I'd recommend looking into those. But Nisa coins, definitely a good yeah. one to look into.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this has been wreck Bits. I'm uh, done wrecking Scott's bits so we can end this podcast episode. Thank you. You're welcome, bye. Scott. Okay, bye.